Season 2021 promises to be one of frills and spills. 25 enthralling rounds, mid-season origin, and a full season of the one ref, six again rules, and the two-point field goal. Myself, Angel Luke Antonio, and a few of my mates are going to try our best to predict how your team will fare in 2021. This is League Legacy, Season 2, Episode 2, our Roll 2021 Season Predictions. to the second season of League Legacy, episode two. Today we're going to be doing something a little bit different. We're going to be doing our 2021 NRL season preview. And I can't do it all by myself, so I'm joined by some friends. Joining me today is the co-host of the Cookabarras and Kangaroos podcast, and he's been a familiar guest on the show before. Ray Sullivan, nice to have you, mate. Nice to be here as usual, AJ. And joining us, we've got a wild card, a rookie to League Legacy today. He is the host of Hoops and Buckets basketball podcast, Sean Ariord. And Sean, nice to have you along, mate. Thanks. Good to make my debut on the podcast. Uh, looking forward to it. Okay, so first of all, I think it's important to explain how we're going to roll with this over the course of the episode. So we're going to go through each team as they finished last season. So starting with the good old Broncos and finishing up at the Panthers. I'm going to give an overall view of gains and losses and then give my own analysis. We'll have a bit of a back and forth banter of what happens. And then we'll each give our assessments or placements. I'm going to record this and at the end of the season, whoever... Reign Supreme is the winner. And you can also watch his back at the end of the season and laugh at us when we're embarrassingly wrong. Which, which will happen, by the way. Last it year, will happen. I, I will say last year, I had the Broncos sex. I think that was by far the worst prediction. <laughs> also had the Panthers been... in the finals. So in the same podcast, I said the Broncos will finish in the top eight and the Panthers will miss the finals. Remember, I broke, I broke the chain of being and said Paramount will finish first. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, without further ado, we're going to get started. I'm going to kick it off with the Brisbane Broncos. So, their gains and losses this season. They've picked up Dale Copley from the Gold Coast Titans, John Asiata from the North Queensland Cowboys, and David Mean from the Catalan Dragons, and the big one, a much better coaching staff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the losses are Jack Bird, Broncos fans cheering about that one, Darius Boyd, fans also cheering about that one, David Fafita, crying. Fans John- are crying. Sean O'Sullivan, who Hayden Raymond said should be captain last year. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Offerhengawi to the West Tigers and Andrew McCulloch to the Dragons. So my thoughts on the Broncos this season. There's a new man to helm in Kevin Walters. He'll need to realise he's not coaching the best players every week. They'll struggle with Katoni Staggs in the first half of the season, but will finish strongly. They do have some uncertainty at hooker if Jake Turpin gets hurt. And that's why I think they're going to improve. They're not going to come last, but I've got them at 11. So, Reese, you're up next. Uh, yeah, well, they don't have that much on serving in the hooker. I'll hold you there uh, because they have managed to sign Billy Walters as well from the Tigers. Is that confirmed? I don't know if it's confirmed, but it's. I think they're just waiting for the Tigers to release, which will probably happen uh, yeah. before the start of the season, from what I'm hearing. I've only got the Yeah, so that, that will happen as well soon. Um, so he'll be the backup hooker. But... Yeah, look, this is the rise of the youth in Brisbane. Uh, obviously, Payne Haas, he's already New South Wales representative. 
already getting into fights with the Queensland props, so you know he's going to be a real one. Uh, you know, not just the props; he's going in with the police oh, force as well. Well, we don't talk about that one. <laughs> uh, you know, Jordan Ricky, um, Tom Dearden, Katoni Stags when he comes Hates. back from injury, Xavier Coates, young Reese Walsh as well, who I assume will be the fullback. You know, at, at sometime this season, obviously ahead of him, they want to go back to Jermaine Zarko at number one. Tessa Neer can also play number one. David Mead can also play number one. But I think Walsh, this kid is special. And I think he'll end up being the fullback by the end of the season. He'll have a long career in the Broncos' number one jersey. They've also got another fullback option, which is Carmichael Hunt. Don't know whether you guys heard this. Don't, don't, no, don't know whether you guys heard this, but he has signed with the Sass Logan's Magpies for this that. season. So he can play for the Broncos through the Queensland Cup. Not saying... That's, that must be last resort. It, it, it should be last resort, yeah. But, you know, maybe if he plays well. I don't know. If he plays well, because he's not that much removed from being a Wallaby. Maybe if he plays well. But anyway, I think I'm going to be really harsh on the Broncos this year. Last, last season, I let them get away with a lot of my predictions. This season, I'm going to be really harsh. I think they're going to be 14th. Uh, yeah, 14th? just because they don't have that much experience on their book. Unless they manage to sign Cam Smith, in which case, yes, they have a lot of experience on their books. That's over 450 games right there. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, right now as it stands, I think the Broncos 14th. Uh, Sean, what about you, mate? Um, I'm going to agree with Rex on that one. I had them 14th as well. Um, I think they'll definitely do better than last year. I don't think you can do – you can't much. have enough – you can't go much worse than last year. Uh, some players I do like, though, um, Herbie Farnworth, I thought he was great. Um, but – Pack and I think they just get better. Obviously, Payne Haas was a bit disappointing last year, in my opinion. Um, but they've got guys like um, they've got guys like Reese Kennedy. Um, you know, they've got Patrick Harrigan, Thomas Flegler. So you know, it, it's a pretty it's a young full pack. But I think they'll get better. Um, and then coaching staff, Kevy Walters. Um, he's a great coach, obviously. Origin uh, legend coach. And look, I, I definitely think um, they'll build on what. They'll go a lot better than they did last year. And I think in a couple of years' time, they, they definitely would be a team that we're putting in our top eight. So I'm 14. 14. That's not a bad suggestion there overall. So now moving on to the Bulldogs. They've picked up some pretty classy players. Nick Kotrick, Corey Allen, Corey Waddell, Jack Heverington, and Kyle Flanagan, and also a much better coaching staff. The Bulldogs have lost, though, Kieran Ford, Carrot Holland, who's gone to football purgatory, Marcelo Montoya, Aiden Tolman, Suaso Sue, Jack Cogger, and Remus Smith. They're the champions of the offseason. Their back five could become the best in the game if the pieces align. The spine is a work in progress and will not be perfect until Burton and a better nine arrive at Belmore. I just think with the Bulldogs as well, there's a lot of new pieces there. And especially in key positions, like Corey Allen's a massive new piece. Kyle Flanagan at the seven jump is a big piece. And we know they recently got themselves busted up in a sex scandal. Thank you, Adam Elliott, for that one. This is with the Bulldogs and sex scandals. That's where it happens every year. Well, Adam Elliott, he's either dragon, so you can argue that's a dragon sex scandal. Wait, no, he's not. Not yet. Not yet. Well, I mean... Well, let's be real. He got, he got done making <laughs> out with Michael Leisha's missus. Well, well... That, that, you can't well, boys that. will be boys, AJ. <laughs> boys will be boys. Obviously... I'm not saying you can condemn that, but I think that I think the dragons, so the bulldogs would rather be like 
Well, you know, he signed with another club. He's not really part of our culture anymore. That's what that's the approach I'd be taking to it. But let's be real, the culture is actually pretty damn good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bruce Allen, for that one. But back on track, I think the Bulldogs can really cause some damage this year. They'll improve. And I've got them in temp, just missing the eight. Race. Uh, I'm going to steal a quote here from the great Toronto Raptors GM, Masai Ujiri. When okay. he was describing uh, Bruno Caboclo when he was drafted, he said that he was two years away from being two years away. I think this is how I feel with the Bulldogs. They're yeah. one or two years away from getting into the top eight and then two years after that from being a premiership contender. This is a very long rebuild. There was so much issues left behind after Des Hazel was sacked, Raylene Castle leaving the club, all that sort of stuff. Uh, Trent Barrett is going to be a great coach for this rebuild, I will say. He did really well at Manly, but because of Manly's success, it was overshadowed, you know, by the fact they missed the finals. Mm-hmm. But they got the pieces, but a lot of those pieces don't come to next year. AJ mentioned Matt Bird and also Josh Adokar. Yeah, that was the one I yeah, was missing. not yeah. coming until next season. Corey Allen coming in, this is that's a massive buy for them, I reckon. He'll be a great player. Now that he has a chance to sign Shine and the fullback jersey will be his, you'd assume. Has to be. He'll be a great player. He's already played for Queensland, even though he might be even oh no, not might, is their third choice fullback behind Brimson and Bonga. <laughs> but maybe you might even throw Holmes ahead of him. But still, that's beside the point. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is the range. team is decent. Yeah. But they're young. And unlike the Broncos, yeah. who have a lot of like genuine stars in Payne Haas, we saw Jordan Ricky last night, uh, Katerni Staggs and Corey, yeah. and sorry, not Corey, Xavier Coates. The Bulldogs just don't have that player who you can look at and go, yes, he's a superstar. That's why I think they'll be. So where that's why been? I think they'll be fifteenth this year. Fifteenth, whoa. Um, uh, I had them eleven. And if you're going to call Jordan Ricky a star, then you, you've got to call Kyle Flanagan a star. What? <laughs> if you're going to call Kyle Flanagan a star, you might as well call Jordan Ruffner a star too. I, I, I think... You could call Jordan Rankin a superstar ahead of Kyle Flanagan. <laughs> I think deadly serious. You look at Kyle Flanagan, he led, he was a top point scorer last That means nothing. That just means uh, he's good say. at kicking goals. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think he got blamed way he too did. heavily. It was like the Roosters just blamed True. all their problems on their one young halfback. And now... Hang on, time out, time out. You want to bring the Roosters into this? We're going to time out. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. We call Flanagan, right? Um, you throw a young kid in the hot seat in a position like the halfback spot, vacated by a future immortal in Cooper Cronk. The... Expectations we put on these young kids are so unfair, and I touched on it last time when we were looking at um, Latrell Mitchell and Greg English race. It is so unfair. Yeah, and I think I think that I hundred percent agree with that. I think the negative attention he got from the media and is just it's ridiculous. He's a young kid. The guy's how old is? Um, he's just Lane? turned twenty one. He's tw- a twenty one year old, and he's being told that basically. You know, he's a failure, a failure. Well, so, he's already on his third club. That's the scary mm. thing. But the, but the thing is, like, 
to do, you know. But I think too, right, just to cut in there, having his dad, Shane Flanagan, ring up the coach questioning why he got dropped, that's the that's That was the embarrassing. Mm. I feel sorry for him. That was embarrassing. Like, it, that's not, that's that's not fair nothing. on Trent Robinson. That's got nothing to do with... Um, you know him. He he probably he's not. It's not like he would have said to his dad, "Hey, can you can you stick up for me?" I think that's just his dad doing that. And yeah, I'm not condemning that. It's still a bad decision. But you know, you look at. I think he he's definitely, in my opinion, the best Bulldogs player. I think he, he I think he'll have an amazing year. And something. I think um, you know definitely I have them 11th. And I not and just getting away from Kyle Flanagan now. They've got guys like Dallin Martinez, Lesnia, Jack Everington. Yeah, um, Jake Evering, yeah, Jake Alvaro as well. Um, I've liked a particular guy um, in Nick Meany. Um, Nick Kotrick was just a good pick up there from the Raiders. Um, so You'd I think be filthy got... about that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, I'm disappointed to let him go, but um, yeah. I definitely think that they've got a young spine um, with a lot of potential. And I think if things fall right for that team, yeah. um, they'll go well. Coach, obviously in Trent, uh, Trent Barrett, and he's a great coach, um, and they've got sort of a, a whole new culture there. I just want to uh, – one other point I want to add. Luke Thompson, how do we think he'll, he's going to go? Well, he's got that um, eye-gouging suspension, remember? Yeah. He has to serve on top of – I think it's a two- or three-week game eye-gouging suspension. So he'll be back, I think, round three to four. So that'll be an interesting point. But I reckon he showed some good signs last year. A bit of wear and tear coming in from quarantine, straight into a bit of football. But I think with a full preseason under his belt, he'll be stronger for it. But yeah. moving on now, we're going to look at the Bulldog. We're going to look at the Cowboys, sorry. Uh, their games, Lachlan Burr and Kane Bradley, their losses. Gavin Cooper, Tom Opacek, John Asiata and Tuki Simpkins. There's not many personnel changes up north. They finished well below expectation last year, which saw Paul Green giving his marching orders come mid-July. It is a good young core. We've a coach now that got the Warriors focused on football. The major question mark for me is whether the Cowboys can stay healthy. Well, I've got them. I've the Cowboys very harshly this year because they always seem to get done by injuries, and that's why I've got them at 14th overall. I think that yes, Todd Payne's an awesome coach, and we've seen that from what he did at the Warriors. But Michael Morgan gets injured at least two times a season. Valentine Holmes gets injured two to three times a season. Esau Masters is in and out of form like a yo-yo. Jason Tamalolo is another one that gets injured as well. You got There's a lot of problems there, and I think the hooking position is going to be uncertain because there's a freeway loggerhead between Robson, Granville, and Cotter. As we are touching on in the All-Stars game last night, that could be a bit of a concern. So, Reese or Sean, you want to take next? Uh, yeah, I'll go. Um, uh, so, Gavin Cooper... They're not going to fill his hole. That's 300-plus games of experience, the club captain, a premiership winner, the guy who inspired the team to a grand final in 2017. You're not going to fill that hole. And as good as Michael Morgan is, or as good as he can be when he's on form, which he hasn't really done since that 2017 finals charge, he's not a captain. I feel as though there's no real leadership in this Cowboys side now. Uh, they do have some really good talent, though. Morgan, as I mentioned, Val Holmes, obviously Jason Tamalola. He's going to be Tamalola he's going to be a superstar there. again this year. Uh, Robson, I reckon, will be emerge as one of the premier hookers in the league. Yep. What about oh, the hammer? The hammer, man, he's good. 
he is everything we thought Gideon Gell Mosby would be. And then some, yeah. Uh, Where do you think you got the Cowboys? I have them 13th. They could definitely be higher. I could see them making a little bit of a charge for the top eight. But I think it's better to go conservative in this situation. I think they will be 13th. Hopefully, they stay healthy. If they stay healthy, I'll definitely put them higher. But injuries always seem to happen in Tansville. That's what, hap- that's what happens when you sell your soul for a grand final win. So, yeah. <laughs> it's like Houston. Um, <laughs> Except they didn't actually win. Sean? Yeah, Sean, what have you got, mate? Um, I have them in 10th, and I-, I like the move with the coach, changing the coach. I feel like... Last year, you know, something had to – there had to be a big change. And obviously, at the start of the season, the big change was, you know, bringing in Valentine Holmes. And, you know, it didn't go according to plan. They were a team that was said they were going to make the top eight. Um, I think we all had them in the eight. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, it was a di- – they they disappointing last year. So, a new coach, Todd Payton, I definitely think um, that's a breath of fresh air. And I like, obviously, a guy like Scott Drinkwater. Um, there's, you know, question marks on him. But as Reese mentioned, they've got, you know, standout guys like Ben Hampton. Um, and then, you know, they've got... That's Asa. the first guy you bring what, up. What is, what is with you and overrating bang average halves? First player he brings up that's decent, Ben Hampton. <laughs> like, you literally, you literally just brought up Ben Hampton as being a good player and some more. That and was... I'm, Tabuai Fido. The ham, I think, in Hampton. Sorry, well, Advanced um, English, well, everyone. Advanced English. <laughs> okay. 11th place, 10th place, Adam. 10th place. All right, we're going to Manly now. We're going to trip down to Brookvale, everyone's most loved club. Um, Andrew Davey, Kieran Foran, Christian Tupu, Jason Sarman, Josh Alley have moved down to Brookie. Whilst leaving the joint are Joel Thompson, Corey Waddell, Adam Vanua Blake, Jade Anderson, Luke Metcalf, and Albert Hopperwadi. It was a disappointing year for Manly last year. They have lost experience in Thompson and Vanua Blake, but they have brought well in Josh Alloy. But as I've said for the last few years, it largely depends on whether Tommy Turbo doesn't break down injured. I've got Manly. I've been really harsh on Manly this season. I just think that they have struggling to replace Joel Thompson, Adam Fenua, Blake. Yes, LAA can turn into that 80-minute player, but I've got them second last. Ooh. I just doubt Manly so many ways. Yeah, I have them ninth. Obviously, nice. obviously this is under the assumption that Turbo is healthy-ish. I think he will miss games. Obviously, he will have to be load managed throughout the season to make sure his hamstrings don't tear off the bone like they usually do. I've also got one point, Reese, to make. Um, Manisi Fine as well. That's the major talking point for me. He's still awaiting a trial for an alleged stabbing. So they really don't have any long-term certainty at dummy half. Also, well, the fact they lost they're going to have a nod because... Whoever misses out on the sixth battle between Kieran Foran and Cade Cuss will end up playing in the number nine jersey. Cuss was pretty good dummy half last night. I reckon reckon Foran would be a pretty good dummy half. He's lost a lot of that athleticism, which made him a great 5'8", but he still has that playmaking ability to come into dummy half and direct the play. Uh, Yeah, I agree. Sean, what about you, mate? Um, I had them going 13th again. The fact that Tommy Turbo now said that that's his third injury to so far in his career. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. 
I just think, yeah, Reese had low managing um, him will be the big thing. And I just think, yeah, and as you mentioned before, no real number nine. I think that hurts him. Every team needs a number nine. And if you don't have, you know, a, a, a real number nine there, it's going to hurt. It, it's really going to hurt him. But, look, I mean, they've got veterans, though. I mean, George Defua, uh, De Powell, you know, they've, they've got that experience there, obviously, with the Trebojevic brothers. But I think the real thing for Manly is it's just – putting the pieces together and, you know, like that's, that's the big thing. They need to put all the pieces together and a lot of things are going to have to go right for them, you know, this year f- for them to go good. I have them in 13th. I just think with Tommy Turbo's injury, that's it's going to be a huge thing. Um, and he's such a great player. Yeah, and I, I just think it's it's one of those situations where if your best player is injured and, you know, and you're going to have to load manage him, yes, you've got Jake Trebojevic, his brother, but... You, you need your best player to go well. And I think with, with him being load managed throughout the year, I, I just can't see him going into the finals. Um, they definitely could do better than 13th. They, they could be a team that could be around the 9th or 10th mark, but I've got them at 13th. Safe bet too. We're a quarter of the way through your season preview. Four teams down, 12 to go. The Dragons now, their recruitment is Pulasa Parmasili, Jack Bird, Daniel Alvaro and Andrew McCulloch. Walking out the door, Tyson Brazil, Ewan Aiken, James Graham, Jacob Host, Corbin Sims, Jason Saab. There's a new man at the helm also in 2021 with Anthony Griffin resurrecting himself out of purgatory via Gus Gould. With the Dragons, it'll depend largely how they replace Tyson Brazil and James Graham. Jason Saab is a huge loss for depth in the backs and a huge loss in Cameron McInnes sustaining an ACL, but have covered well with the signing of Andrew McCulloch. But they bring back Jack Bird as well, which could be the spark to resurrect his career. But the Dragons, for me, are missing so much, particularly in their forwards. And their outside backs offer no spark to me, even with a Jack Bird returning via an ACL tear. Um, Cody Ramsey, his defence in the trial game was average at best. Uh, Max Guy does look like a good talent in the centres. But I've got them last, boys. Dead last. Dead last. They Dead are last. Yeah. My, my, my notes. My notes literally just say three words. They're literal f word. They're literal shit. What is it? That's the dragons we've got this year. No <laughs> McKinnis. No McKinnis this season. So instead, you give a three-year deal to Andrew McCulloch. That is called genius recruiting. Absolute stonks there from the dragons board. No Jack DeBellin, so Jack Bird is going to have to play in the back row. Having played like, what? Yeah, having played like 12 games in the last three seasons. You're going to have Ben Hunt as your captain. That's just embarrassing. Tyson Frizzell, you let him walk. So there goes your best back rower. There goes your best forward. James Graham's gone. There James goes Graham. your second best forward. Now you're just left with Paul Vorton, Luciano Leilua. So Paul Vorton's sorry. come out of retirement. Luciano sorry. Leilua's still Sorry, I got forward. mixed up there. Uh, sorry, Trent Merritt. Yeah. They're done. This is a team that is in... They've got some good depth, though, to be fair. They have some very good board. depth, but this is a team. This is the worst state... I have seen an NRL team in since the Newcastle Knights of the mid-2010s. Ouch. The Broncos of last year. <laughs> At least the Broncos had some youth players 
who you can look at and go, yes, he'll be good in five years. You can't really do that with the Dragons. They've got a couple good talents, but none real like standouts. Yeah, yeah I agree with that statement there, Sean. Um, you guys are gonna have me finish, but I'm eleventh. Eleventh, eleventh. Yeah, that's me. Had the Bulldogs. Sean has everyone eleventh. Um, no, wait. Spoiler no, alert. No, I sorry. I correction. I had Bulldogs at twelfth, uh, and then Dragons eleventh. That was my bad. I'll just switch it up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think like they've still got depth, as you said, and I think Corey Norman. And Ben Hunt, I think it's a bit harsh to say Ben Hunt's an embarrassment. Corey Norman's best performance has been in that street fight. He's done <laughs> nothing since turning up at St. George. I, I think, but I think Ben Hunt, that, that's a, I, I don't see why he, he's a bad pick for that leadership thing. I mean, I think he's got a lot of experience. He's played in Origin series. Played um, in Grand Finals. Yeah. Ravalawa, um, Zach Lomax. Um, I still think there's a chance for this team to go well. Um, you know, Obviously, without Cameron McKin- uh No, is Cameron McInnes? He's, he's, he's signed somewhere else. He did his ACL, no, he did his ACL. next season. He did his ACL. That's- yeah, he's going to Cronulla. So, obviously, they're going to miss Cameron McInnes. But um, I still think, you know, they've got they've got a chance to be a, a good team, um, you know. And, yeah, I, I think they'll go well. There. And, and look, like, Paul Vaughan, Carrick Sims, there's some, you know, key veterans. Um, whether you get Jack DeBellin back, um, the whole saga this year, that seems still an unknown. But, um, yeah, and then Trent Merrin, um, I also think those three guys, Paul Vaughan, Trent Merrin, Tarek Sims, that's good leadership. And then why are they the captain? In the club as well. Oh, I agree. Well, I think Ben Hunt's still the best. He, he's the most experienced and he's, the I think, in my opinion, best choice for that, to be captain for that team. You don't really have any other options there, if I'm totally honest with you. But moving on now, we're going to look at the Tigers. They've picked up some players. Jimmy the Jet, Stefano Utakamanu, James Tamo, Jotha Hengawi, Tuki Simpkins, and the most dynamic signing of the offseason, Dane Laurie, as a young kid, under-20s player, in my suspicion. Four of the losses, Chris Lawrence, Chris McQueen, Robert Jennings, Matt Eisenhoof, Harry Grant. There's some sad Tigers fans in the... Uh, Viewing there. Sam McIntyre, Josh Allier, Josh Reynolds, Elijah Taylor, Kane Bradley, and Benji Marshall. They've lost considerable depth, especially in the forwards, although they have recruited well to replace him with some signings. James Roberts has another lifeline, and I believe that the structure match has could help him stay on track. Their nine issue is a huge hole now that Lord Grant returns to the storm. I've got the Tigers in 13th. Yeah. I've got them in 12th. Just... All the recruiting misses that they've had over the last couple of years, just going to come back to hurt them. Obviously, Offerhand Gowie and Tarmow are great pickups, but not being able to get Latrell Mitchell, that really hurts. They withdrew because Latrell refused to go and meet Mike McGuire. And honestly, given the McGuire's rap sheet, I do not blame them at all. Um, uh, um, <laughs> not being able to secure Harry Grant permanently, that has to sting. That has that, that'll to sting. be the biggest miss. Given what he did miss. last season, that has to sting. They're not being able to give Luke Brooks a proper halves partner. You know, they're yep. wasting his career away. This guy, as Tigers fans have pointed out thoroughly, is a former Dalian halfback of the year. 
a certain Tigers fan in particular has pointed yes. that stat out. <clears throat> uh, but, you know, they're a good team. They're just not there. And they haven't made the finals in a decade now. Longest finals mm-hmm. out of any team in the NRL. It's tough. It's tough. Even longer know? than the Titans. Even if you want to go back, like something. I said, the recruiting misses. Even if you want to go back to an Ivan Cleary told Tedesco, Woods, and Moses to all hop on the bus within a week. And they all said no. That's probably one of the biggest misses of all. That 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 whole recruiting single for the bus, what whatever it was, to hop on the bus. It was awful. Really the, literally, the only player they convinced to stay was Brooks. Who was going to stay anyway. That, that, that's saying something. Yeah, Sean, what do you have with the Tigers? Um, I'm going to put them uh, in Ooh. last. Whoa! Yeah, I know. I just think with a team that doesn't literally, apart from James Tamo and um, Moses McBride, where's the leadership? And no hooker. Like, again, every in this day and age, with the new six again rule, you need a hooker that can come out of dummy half and play fast. And apart from Jake Little, Jacob Little, they don't have a hooker. Like, well, that young Simkin that played last night, in the trial game can play. He, he was fast. He got our dummy half, created some opportunities. Yeah, obviously. Okay, Simkins, but I do like Dane Laurie. Um, he's he played. Young. He killed it last night. Yeah, he seems like he'll be good. So there's still some, obviously, I think, and a guy like you've got so many, like, backs, like, how many wingers and centers do they have? You know, they've got all this, like, where do you sit? Like, you've got guys like, Tommy Talu, Reese Hoffman, they're young guys. Then you've got um, Joseph, you know, Joseph Leilua. I think Joseph Leilua is really, I think he was pretty disappointing last year. Um, I just don't, I see, I just really don't see where them going any better than 16. I think, obviously, on, yeah, I, I, just, on. I don't know. I, just I don't fell see into this any... trap last year with the Tigers. You always you, you just look at this one on paper and you think they're going nowhere. Then all of a sudden they stun you, and midway through the season they're in contention for a top eight spot. But then it's the same trip with the Tigers. They have exactly everything else. Um, moving on to the Warriors, their gains: Ben Murnock, Masilla, Kane Evans, Ewan Aiken, Anthony Blake, Ilyasa Ratavua, Marcelo Montoya, Bailey Soon, and Sean O'Sullivan. They've lost. Some pretty good players. Adam Blair, Jared Beal, Lachlan Burr, Isaiah Papali'i, Tane Mild, Pat Herbert, Nathaniel Roach, Ignatius Parsi, and Adam Kieran. I really like this team this year, boys. And I think Nathan Brown is a smart hire as he undertook the rebuild of the Knights and got them to where they are now. Their signings this year are particularly impressive, impressive, and especially in the forwards, and boast one of the best forward packs in the game. And I reckon they'll cause big damage this season. I've got them sneaking into eighth. I have them 10th, but yeah, I could definitely see them making a top eight spot. Obviously, uh, this is Roger Tuivasa's checks last season in the NRL before he goes to the Auckland Blues. I think he'll look to go out with a bang. I think he's not going to stay back. He's going to come out. He's going to try and do everything he can to get to the finals and then maybe even further. But, I agree. you know, the Warriors... Their half situation is just going to let them down. They've got Sean O'Sullivan to fill in that void. I reckon he'll take the seven jumper. Yeah, but O'Sullivan's not really a first-grade halfback. 
But he hasn't really had the opportunity. Well, he, to be he had every that. opportunity when he had the first crack at the Broncos. Broncos' number seven job when he came there because they didn't have Dearden ready yet. Nick Arima didn't he do his name? Ended up going mid-season. They put Dearden in, and then he came in and it, didn't. He ended up doing his knee after a couple games. Knee. Didn't really impress that much. And you know, at the Broncos when he ended up leaving, he was probably the third choice halfback. Obviously, he had Dearden ahead of him. But you also had Jake Turpin who could come in and play halfback. You even had Corey Pye who could play halfback. Um, he's Jake it's Turpin awful. Halfback is we had to we had to watch coach. Jake Turpin <laughs> and Darius Boyd as a halves combination in the finals game. No wonder we watched fifty eight. No wonder we lost fifty eight. No, the full game uh, back. But I think the Warriors will come tenth this year. I could definitely see them come higher. I could definitely see them go lower. It all depends on what the guy in the number one jersey does. 100%. Sean, what about you, mate? As I think you just left. Yeah, Sean dipped. <laughs> oh, God. New Hayden Raymond. Send him the link again. He'll come back in in a sec. I will. I might. We apologize for our technical uh, issues. Blue Wi Fi claims another victim. And ladies. So as we were saying before he dipped, um, I personally believe that the Warriors can do something. I love their forward pack, man. Adam Fidua Blake, Ben Murdoch, Masilla, Kane Evans off the bench. It's That's a great awesome pack. Forward. It is a great pack, and it's probably the. I think you and I it's probably the really best pack the Warriors have had in years on paper, but they just don't That's have the spine to go paper. with it, in my opinion. So what's their spine at the moment? Two of ours are Sheck, Nikarima, O'Sullivan, Egan. Because mm. Carl Lawden's out, he did his Achilles. That's your spine at the moment. It's not it's not the worst in the league by a long stretch because the Bulldogs and the Titans exist. Um but you're right. Like the hooking position is a problem across the league. And you look at a team like the Roosters that have three capable first grade double halves mm. on their books. Freddie Lussie proved himself in the finals against Penrith. Yeah, it's interesting. They're an interesting team. They are an interesting team. And I think, too, um, they've lost some good players. Isaiah Papali'i, we saw what he did in the trial game against the um, the Mergens. Mm. Sorry, the Dragons. <laughs> um, he played really well. Uh, Pat Herbert, we saw last night in the All-Stars game. Do very, very well as well. As we'll take a quick break. <sighs> and we welcome you back to the podcast. Is Sean um, I see the ready to see the Warriors, mate? Um... Hang on a second. Whoa. Sean dips. He disappears and then comes back with a hot tank. We love it. <laughs> Where do you see the When you team? have a player, the leader of a team, be like, okay, I'm going next year. He kind of says he's given up on the team. Like, like, whoa. So you think you think his statements and no, everything is said have been bullshit? I think, doesn't that say something as like about his attitude? Like, you know, I'd rather 
yeah, you know, like I just, I'd rather sort of, I'd rather leave. I don't really, I don't see this team going anywhere. So that's why I'm basically going to leave. Like, why, if, if he was invested in the club, he'd stay. And a second, the Raiders have a 5'8 who requested a release not even a month after losing a grand final. Would you call that giving up on the team? No, because I don't know what Raiders 5'8 you're talking about. Aiden Caesar. Aiden Caesar. But he wasn't our best player, though. It wasn't, he was a halfback, by the way. Um, so mm-hmm. you got John Bateman who but did something similar. But they weren't our best player. That's not a leader of a club. But it'd be different to say, you know, no, not the best. Who would you call your best it's player? It's the leader. Then? Like, yeah. It's, so I, Darren Lockyer in 2011, he retired. Well, he announced his retirement three weeks into the season. Is that given up on the team? Oh, I don't get saying this. Yeah, that was awful. Bad take that time here take. on League Legacy. I, I get what you're saying, Sean. We love it. But it's not giving up on the team. It's making sure your future is sorted and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. 100% right. That's what I agree with there. So we are approaching the midway mark now. We're moving on to the Gold Coast Titans. Their games, Tena Fasua Mawili, Herman SASA, David Pafuda, Patrick Herbert, Sam McIntyre. Their losses, Jai Arrow, Shannon Boyd, Ryan James, Young, Tonham Apia, Ryan James, Keegan Hipgrave, Dale Copley. The best recruitment of the off-season, in my opinion. They brought smart and effectively to potentially have the best forward pack in the comp. Add Tino and David Fafita. So how they finished last season is frigging awesome. Jai Arrow is a huge loss, as well as young Tom Mapia. But overall now, for the first time really in a long time, big things are expected on the Gold Coast. And I believe the hype, I'm going uh, at seven. Uh, if, if the Tigers had been able to retain Jai Arrow as well as making the signings they did, they would 100% be, in my eyes, a top 14 and one of the favourites to take out the title. Imagine, imagine, imagine if they add um, a certain 400-plus game hooker. Mm. Well, thank you for bringing that up because that was going to be my point. They have this amazing forward pack. Mm-hmm. You'd argue, like, uh, you could argue that it's the best forward pack in the league. The problem is, the problem is, outside of AJ Brimson, their spine is woeful. Jamal Fogarty, Ash Taylor. Fogarty really, Jamal Fogarty, apart from getting run down by Josh Papali, I thought he had a pretty yeah. solid season. His yeah, rookie, he's, rookie he's season solid though. He's not good. Year. You need at least one good half if you're going to be a final thing. If you're going to be a really good threat, a really big threat in the NRL. Taylor's inconsistent. Ash Taylor was That's the thing for one season. He'll, yeah, mm-hmm. he had these. Um, he had those troubles in 2019 when because mm. he came out. Yeah, came he, out and he, talked about that. Actually, he said that he um had he was very underrated last season. I don't think he played bad, but he there were games where he would just drift in and out. There were a lot of games where he played really good football, but there were a lot of games where he was just bang average and honestly yeah. kind of painful to watch, especially. You know, when you saw his potential in that 2016 season. In 2016. I have him six. Where did you have him? I think, that, I think they'll do well. Six? I think their forward pack will get them into the finals. Their forward pack is yeah. going to outroll a lot of teams. 
especially if DFJ can stay healthy. Yeah. I'd have been um, nice. Sean, what do you uh, have the Titans? Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Nice. Um, Ooh. Yeah, I think Fogarty as well. He'll have another great season. Um, and I think the new addition of David Fafita in the forward pack really, you know, just makes that team more dangerous on attack, um, which is probably something I think they lacked last year. Um, having a guy that can just sort of get the ball, take the ball in his hands and make something happen out of nothing. Um, so, yeah, I definitely, I'll see him right now. Okay, that concludes the bottom half of the last year's ladder predictions. Moving into the second half of the podcast now, looking at Cronulla. And Aiden Tolman and Luke Metcalf have come across to join the, in the Sharks, leaving them. Uh, and uh, Jason... Jason Bakuya, Cameron King, and Scott Sorensen. There's not much personnel change either here. I just doubt whether this team can compete with the rest of the competition. Whilst everyone inside the eight and sometimes outside the eight have improved to some extent, Cronulla haven't. And bold prediction here, John Morris will lose his job. I think, obviously, you mentioned that you know they haven't improved, but they've definitely regressed, especially with... Sean Johnson out for at least the first half of the year with the torn Achilles. Andrew Fafita. Uh, yeah. Andrew Fafita as well with medical retirement potential. It's Sorry, rough. Confirm. I have him 11. Where'd I think you have him ranked? will go this season, especially with the impending possibility of the cup. Oh, sorry. Shane Flanagan will be allowed to return to coaching next season. What does that prove? That you can cheat, mm. especially since even though he was he was suspended as a head coach and he was allowed to come back as an assistant coach for the Dragons last season, like it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean we'll 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 discuss Shane Flanagan um in a later episode when we look at Cronulla's premiership and debate whether they should be allowed to keep it or not. But I think it's really the first of all the fact you were suspended. And recruit Break, breaching the suspension should be an automatic lifetime ban. Exactly. I agree with that. But overall, we're so consumed in giving people Unless second they're players, chance, second of course. chances. That <laughs> and Todd Carney. Um, um, so I have what do you have Cronulla like? in sixth position. Uh... Oh, God. It is really oh. the new Hayden Raymond. Um, <laughs> um, I think every team, Chad, Chad Townsend, uh, Sean Johnson, I think they'll, I think as time goes on, they'll just become a better halves combination. Um, and they've got a. Isn't Johnson missing the first, like, more six like first 16 games, games of the season? season? I didn't know that, so whoopsie days. Um, <laughs> just forget a player snaps their Achilles. But yeah, I just I think they'll go six. Uh, Brack Bailey as well. I think he's a, a good young gun for them. And then the full pack's pretty experienced. Aaron Woods, Aiden Tolman, Andrew Fafita, um, Wade Graham. Um, so yeah, and I think it's yeah, but all regressing for some of the younger players in that squad. Um, yeah, so I think it'll be good. And Billy Magulius, he'll be a player to watch uh, this season as well. Probably end up going to St. George in exchange. Yeah, that, that would okay. be the most shocking thing about a trade now. a player for a player who's going to miss the whole season anyway. Okay, Newcastle time now. Bailey Hodgson, Dominic Young, Tyson Rizal, Suar, Sosu, 
and Jack Johns are new faces at the Hunter. Gone are Aiden Guerra, Tim Glasby via medical retirement, Herman S.A.S.A., Andrew McCulloch, Mataudia, Mason Lino, and Tautau Moga. They brought well, particularly Brazil. I like the UK signings as well, Dominic Young and Bailey Hodgson. I've heard some good things about them. I just question whether that experience, guys like Clemmer and guys like Sione Mataudia, has gone out the window, no. And that he's either retired or moved on. Plus, you have the impending saga of Mitchell Pierce's sexting scandal. Of course, he was due to get married over the break, but decided to sext with a fellow employee and was stripped of the captaincy. And for me, the Knights are going to finish Ooh, outside the... That's spicy. That's spicy. I had, I had them, I'm had them in ninth last year as well for reference because I questioned whether a few pieces would come together, but mm. people like Kurt Mann surprised Look, me. I think, they'll, I think they'll be a, a good team this what year. I think you? Frizzell is a massive pickup for them. That's exactly what they need. Just that enforcer who, first of all, he's going to help protect Kalen Ponga, especially if, the, obviously this is a big if, but if they decide to move Kalen Ponga back to the 5-8 role, he'll be there to protect Ponga. Uh, do you think that would move him back to the six? I think it's a possibility. I just don't think they'll do it yet. O'Brien does strike me as a sort of coach that isn't afraid to tinker with the team, but I think they'll hold off for that as long as they can. Yeah. Uh, another big improvement for them is going to be the return of Jaden Braley. Obviously, ruptured his ACL. Ruptured his ACL last season. That's the big round. Yeah, Watson snapped his Achilles. McCulloch snapped his hamstring. They had to play Kurt Mann at hooker for a while. Horror hamstring tear. Mm. Randall, the goat. Chris Randall. Yeah, the goat. He was uh, good. I like Chris Randall. I have the eighth. Um, where do you have the Knights? Eighth? Um, nice. Sean, what eight. about you, mate? Um, I think they will just make the top eight. Obviously, as you know, they're missing Callum. Consistent. I like it. Chris? Consistent across the board. You two have got him um, in eighth. I've got him in Callum ninth. Callum out for the first two or three rounds, I believe. Um, so towards the end, you know, if, if they don't, if they, I think if, while pa- Callum Pong is not there, if they don't get off to a good start, uh, I think that could hurt him sort of in the long run. Yeah. yeah you and will make sexy Texas, Texas like, the fullback. Well, that's another thing. Like you asked, you know, is Ponga <laughs> going to play 5-8? Well, if Ponga stays the fullback, where does Tex Hoy play? You've just got to have a guy called, off the bench, who's I got suspect. a nickname called Sexy Text. Exactly. Like, it's... It's, just, it's, 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 talking, it's the gorgeous Georgia. Oh, he just has to be on the team. Yeah, exactly. You talk about, like, you know, sexual arousal. It's pretty good for players. Sexy Text, if he's on the team, I think it's pretty good for the players. Pretty good for the women, too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you have to time now, the most... The, the, the sad part of this podcast now is I have to talk about South Sydney. Um, their games, Jai Arrow, Jacob Host, Josh Mansour, Tane Milne, Tatamoga, and Benji Marshall from Fakatanibu. The losses are Ethan Lowe, James Roberts, Bailey Siren, and Jack Johns, Yosef Suwali, and Corey Allen. The loss of Latrell hurt this team come the finals. And they and still made the program X Factor, and he wasn't there. Corey Allen and Joe... They needed an X-Factor, though, in the prelim, and he was not there. Corey Allen and Joseph Suwali are massive losses in the backs. However, I do love the signing of Jai Arrow. 
in the forwards. I just question where he's going to play. So I've I've in my mind for, for 2020. They're coming first. Whoa! Here's my reasoning. Okay? So, first of all, assuming Latrell comes back from his injury in great form, and we did see flashes of that last night in the All-Stars game, assuming he comes back and plays well, I think they have the best spine in the league between him, Walker, Reynolds, and Cook. Wow. Forward power is going to be bolstered by adding in Jaira. Yep. So now you've got the Bennett effect. This is Wayne Bennett's last season to the Rabbitohs. Yep, that's a good point to make as He's well. He's going to come out and get them to play well. Yep. He isn't. He prides himself on being able to win at every stop. Yep. Back-to-back prelim final losses for the Rabbitohs. This is the season they break through and at least make the grand final, I reckon. Sean, what do you have him? Um, I had the... Zaps. I can't hear you guys. The new Hayden Raymond. Yeah, not prepared at all. Can you guys... We yeah. can hear you. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, sound, uh, just cut out there for a bit. You guys <laughs> Where do you have Souths? Um, um, I had Souths sitting in... Where would I have Souths? Fifth. Um, I definitely think later on... I, it's not because I don't think they'll go good. I just think it'll take a bit of time for a guy like... A key guy like Latrell to really get a couple... Once he gets a couple of games under his belt and the season goes along, I think towards the back end of the season, that's when they click. Yep. You saw it last year. They really... They made that charge the back end of the season. I think once, you know, I think that'll be the case again. So I, I definitely could see him moving up, um, but hand them fifth. Fair enough. Okay, next team, the Canberra Raiders. The Green Machine, they've gained Harry Rushton, Ryan James, Caleb Aikens, and Ambul Hobawadi. They've lost John Bateman, Nick Kotrick, and Michael Oldfield. They'll be up there, I think, but they're, I think they're missing an edge in the backs also now. Kotrick's gone, and also just the minor insignificant loss of John Bateman. <laughs> Ryan James is a good experience buy for the club, but Jack Wynan is the key for the Raiders to go places in 2021. I've got them outside the top four and in six. Oh, God, you're not going to like what I've got them then, AJ. Where do you have them? Second. Whoa! Oh, oh. I love you. Yeah, I definitely. Think... The... <laughs> I <didn't hate> <laughs> Look, I think the return of Josh Hodgson is going to do wonders for the Raiders. We saw how they were able to go last season with a prelim final charge without really a hooker. You know, they had Silva Havili filling at nine. Tom Starling. Tom Starling was there too. Yeah, Tom Starling. Um, um, I, Tom Starling. Like, okay. Tom okay. Starling, that's all I have. Today. Would you rather have Tom Starling or Josh Hodgson as your hooker? Josh Hodgson. Obviously, I want exactly. Josh Hodgson, but... I'd love, I would love him to come off the bench. So, I think the offers more for me. I think they should. But regardless, Hodgson returning from injury, that's massive. Absolutely massive. I think that's what gets them over the line here. I also reckon George Williams is in for a breakout year. I think yeah, he had a really good season last year, but this is the season where he absolutely is 
as probably one of the four best halfbacks in the league. And I agree. As for as for Kotrich, yeah, I really don't think he was that important to the Raiders. He was a great winger, great finisher, great. The carries off their own is so yeah. huge now. Like, you look at it. But I reckon they can fill that hole. They can fill that void with Valame. Valame played really well at the back end of last season. I think okay. he'll be able to come in fine. Raiders should be okay. They'll finish second. Sean. Um, yeah, I'd like to. I had them third, so just one under. Um, I think Jack White needs to step up. Obviously, yeah, he had a Dalian season, but you know, under some even pretty suspicious circumstances. Putting my, yeah, putting my Raider bias aside, I was very, very surprised that he got that. Um, Dalian. So I definitely think he needs to step up. I agree with Reese in saying that this will be George Williams' breakout season. And I think if he can take more of the attacking load, we saw him I, to the back end of the season, they really let him sort of run the attack. And I think that's where he really comes into play. I think if a lot of the time they did a double half stack on either side, so they had Williams and Whiten. And I think that's where Whiten plays his best. And I think if you let Williams really, you know, control the attack, I think definitely the Raiders will be a lot more dangerous in attack and will go a lot better. Um, and I agree with the point on Nick Kotrick there. Um, you know, obviously a great player, not, not, not any, you know, disrespect to him, but I definitely think you got, you've got a guy like Bailey Simonson, Semi Valame, Harley Smith Shields as well. Got, yeah. 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 You've got some replacements. Um, and I think just, you know, our leadership in our club's great as well. Um, Jared Croker, Ricky Stewart, um, Josh Hodgson's, I think, you know, the culture, it's a good time for the club. Um, and I definitely think, you know, this is this could be the year. I haven't gone with my premiership favourites. Hundred percent, mate. My rate, my rate of bias. Don't worry, I'm about um, to become all levels yeah, of bias because we got the mighty, the mightiest team in all of rugby league. Now we got the Roosters next. This time of podcast, <laughs> we got the mighty Roosters. <laughs> Their games are Adam Kieran and Joseph Sawali. As well as a few young New Zealanders. You knew I was going to do it eventually, at some point. Yeah. Their losses. Mitch Orbison, Carl Flanagan. That's not really much of a loss. That's more of a friggin' celebration. Pawasa Palmasili, Ryan Hall, Christian Tupalatupu, and Sonny Bill Williams. They fell short due to some poor execution and some questionable decisions by the halves. Thank you, Carl Flanagan. You fucking idiot. Um, out of the best young talent the game oh. has ever seen, and personally think this team could go top four. I just question their forwards slightly, like I have for the past five years. But if yesterday's trial is anything to go off, I don't think we'll have many issues as far as depth is concerned. And that's why I've got the Roosters sneaking inside the top four. Can I, can I ask you a quick yeah. question? Do you think the point? Do you think the Roosters staff decided to that they weren't going to keep Sonny Bill Williams when he got tackled? Um, any by Tom Starling when he got upended? No, definitely not. Match? I think the point is that um. Sonny Bill's had a number of lingering neck injuries for a while, and that's why you saw him miss the um, qualifying final against the Panthers. But you look at the when he came on against the Raiders, had an instant impact and nearly got us back in the game. Yeah, yeah thanks Ashley Klein for that too. I just love, I just love the first hit up, like the fact that you look at Sonny Bill and then Tom Starling, and you think, okay, if any player runs it straight, Sonny Bill's going. You know, yeah, hundred percent. Right, he got upended by. Shortest hooker I've seen. One hundred percent right, but I think too, 
a lot of the questions are going to be this year. When uh, it's a matter of when we see Joseph Sawali enter first grade. Hmm. I think hmm. from what I've been told inside the NRL, it's this. Um, they have put forward the application at this point for Joseph Sawali, but what hasn't happened is yet they the NRL uh, competition committee, so the commission haven't met to determine that clearance yet. Yeah, so you assume, you assume that will happen before the start of the season, correct? Obviously, there is... I, they have a competition meeting in a few weeks, and that's when the decision Obviously, there is now, what, 18 days until... Season commences. There's a competition meeting in a few in a uh, uh, late ne- this week. Okay. I'd just like to put to that. I'd like to add. Could you ima- like? Could you imagine how great that would be for that kid's confidence? Mm. You know, he's still in school. Mm. Correct. Uh, he's still at the Kings Clutch School. Yeah, he's he's still at high school. Could you imagine if he gets to go to school and say, I'm "Yeah, imagine, look at, imagine Friday, look imagine at Friday nights, uh, going in." And taking your modern history class in fifth period, then heading off to the SCG to play for the Roosters. Like, how good would that be? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. And once he Campbell Graham debuted, and then he had to go see his HSC geography exam. So I might ask you for some notes. <laughs> uh, okay. I'll put my history but back on Roosters. track. Now, where have you got the Roosters? We'll, we'll have enough of AJ's bias talk there. Uh, oh, come okay. on! I think I think the Roosters will finish fifth this season. That's fair. Uh, I think. Obviously, not having corner for the first few months of the season, that's going to slow them down. And I that's think my next point. you can fully expect them to start slow, maybe about seven and five, eight and four, somewhere around there. They'll get better as the year goes on, 100%. When Courtney gets back into the side, assuming everyone stays healthy. So, Wally should debut around Origin period, in my opinion. I agree uh, with that. But it just depends yeah. on how things go across the board. 100%. Um, um, but I think. But- Obviously, the big thing that's going to be is their halfback situation. You know, here we go. Obviously, yes, Flanagan, Flanagan had a bad season last year. I'll admit it. But whoever you put as halfback isn't going to be a world beater straight away. You put you put Lachlan Lowe halfback. He's going to be solid. The point is, though, Reese. The point is, though, right? With a halfback, you've got to be able to take the ball to the line. Flanagan was just playing structured football. The most boring form of football. At least when Lockie Liam came in, he, he made he made the jersey dynamic and he had a role to play. And then he rolled his ankle. And then he got syndesmosis. Then he got <laughs> then he had syndesmosis and then we had to we were forced to watch Drew Hutchison yeah. play. Look, I think the player who should be the Roosters go to seven for this season is definitely going to be the young Sam Walker. This kid's got great potential I think throw him in soon, sooner than later, and just let mm-hmm. him play, let him develop in first grade. Yeah, uh, obviously, I think they'll look to go with Kieran first up, which is fine. Let uh, they're going to go with Lachlan Lamb. The Roosters have announced that uh, Lachlan Lamb will be wearing the six jumper, and Luke Kiry will be wearing the seven. Interesting. I think Luke Kiry wearing the seven makes sense. It, it does. I it said does. This it does. It does. Time I called this. I called this. Um, the second Kyle Flanagan got shown the door. You put someone, and I discussed it when we were talking about the Bulldogs as well. You put someone in a jumper that is famous for years on end. The seven jumpers had famous wearers like Adrian Lamb, Mitch Pierce, Cooper Cronk, Kevin Hastings. It's had some pretty famous names. Johnny Mays, Johnny Peard. My uncle might have worn the seven at some stage. But, you know, 
to put that much pressure on a young kid and expect him to play like Cooper Cronk is so bullshit. It it was not fair. And the and the Roosters fans, I mean, I was one of them, I put a bit of higher standards on him. But the reports coming out of everywhere and watching him play in the younger grades, you thought he was actually going to turn into a superstar. He was probably he arguably the best Holden Cup player of all time. I'd argue the point, yeah. Uh, it looked good coming through the banks, but look at that Cronulla team, though. Yeah. That Cronulla team was pretty damn good. It was, and playing again was just the cream de la creme of that crop. Um, Sean, yeah. just so we can speed through this, where do you have the yeah. roosters, mate? I, I had him in fifth, and uh, just one quick point. Yeah, I'd like say, yeah, the halfback. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. Uh, no, I'd say Oh, now he's changed it. Oops, I'm well, I've got it written there. I'll share the doc later. Look, anyway, I've got the Roosters in fifth. Um, I do think the half problem will be something. That I think the halfback are going to be a problem, but not to, you know, disrespect Brock, uh, Brock Lamb. He, he's oh, my he's God. The only thing Brock Lamb's good for is I'm that kick five. at Belmore. He did play for the Roosters, so to be fair, he was he was uh, pretty accurate. But sorry, um, lo- lucky Lamb. Sorry, give Lamb shank right? this podcast. <laughs> just like just like Brock Lamb shanked that kick at Belmore. <laughs> go on though, go on. Oh, I'm giving you a chance. I'm giving you a chance. Where, where, where what's the what's the little shit's name? Where is he? Um, what's his name? Lachlan Lamb. 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 Yeah, Lachlan Lamb. There we go. I watched him play in for North Sydney Bears. That's your yep. South Cup team. I, I thought he's good. I thought he's a good player. Um, so I definitely think with time, he'll be a good player. Good. Okay, moving on to the Parathetic Eels. They've gained Keegan Hipgrave, Bryce Cartwright, so you can tell the team's going to suck straight away. Um, Michael Oldfield, Nathaniel Roach, Tom Opercheck, Isaiah Papali'i, and Joey Lussick. They have lost Kane Evans, David Gower, Andrew Davey, George Jennings, Stefano Ukusmanu, Jay Field, Brad Takarangi, Daniel Alvaro, Jamin Salmon, and Penny Terrapo. They've lost a lot of depth in the forwards and also some experience. I just don't see any improvement with the players they have brought. All hopes depend largely on the spine in King Guffo, as well as Sivan Ferguson out wide. I really like the Isaiah Papali'i signing, and I have got the Eels just outside the four and fifth. I have the Eels in seventh. I think they've missed Yep. I think they've missed their window. I you, think, reckon, you reckon last, I reckon year, was last year was their last chance? Just the way they collapsed at the end of the season, I think at the end of that last season, I think they just lost all confidence. You know, first 10... We called those back-to-back Thursdays. You know how they we thought they were so mm. dominant against the Storm? And then they come out the following Thursday and get spanked. Mm. Those first 10 weeks of the season, they were just throwing the ball around, playing that brand of footy you love to see the top teams play. And then they had that absolute slogfest... In Newcastle, the rain game. That's what yep. we did too with the bomb that went yep. backwards. And after that, they just lost all confidence. They were going back to that forward play, just trying to build from the rock, which is not how they should play. And unless they go back to letting Mitchell Moses just run rings around everyone, I don't think they're going to be a threat this year in terms of the premiership. I think they'll still make the finals. I think they might still give a couple teams their run for their money come September. But I just don't think they'll be up there with the big boys like they were last season. Sean, what do you think, mate? Oh, I had them in seventh as well. I definitely think I missed their window. And 
um, yeah, I think that, as you said, trying to play through the rock, build off the rock, isn't the way to go. You've got Mitchell Moses. Like, let the dude have the ball. Let the dude run rings around everyone, as Reese said. And, yeah, I just – I think they missed their window and um, – but not saying they can't go well, as Reese said. If they change something up, that's the thing. They need to shake things up. I agree. And Okay. Yeah. So, so we're down to our last two teams, the grand finalists of last year. We're going to start with the Melbourne Storm. George Jennings, Dreamer Smith, and Harry Grant. Lord Grant is back at the Storm. Oh, look. Are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) Harry Grant just makes me. Oh, well, Harry Grant, like, he is. The losses. Asilio Sivadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavadavad
Matt Eisenhoof, Jamin Salmon and Scott Sorensen. They've lost Jack Everington, James Tamo, Zane Tedavano, Josh Mansour and Caleb Aikens. Now, major question marks about the forward pack. They've lost a lot of depth and aggression in their pack. I doubt. I just doubt whether they can match what they did in 2020, boys. You know, they lost Trent Barrett, and which will harm the halves. They'll, it'll harm Nathan Cleary and it'll harm Jerome Luai. I've got them in second place in the regular season. I have them in fourth. I just think Tarmow is just way too much of a loss for this team to overcome. He's their captain, leader of that team. I love, I love the player he he had become after leaving the Cowboys. When he was at when he was at the Cowboys, Same. I criticized him for being way too conservative with the ball. You know, he liked to back in against defenders. But now, you know, he's developed yep. into a really good prop, and they're going to miss him a lot this season. Oh, 100% they are. 100% they are. Sean, what about you? As I ate my meat pie, um, I will announce that they are my minor premiers. Now, I think building off a minor premiers from last year, a perfect run to the finals. They had a pretty despite, soft schedule. You know, yeah, yeah. You, but still, to do what they did, the confidence they played with, and the culture. Like, I think it's one of the... That club has one of the best cultures. Who the sets the right standard? You, um, who sets the standard? Nathan Cleary. No, I mean in terms of culture amongst the NRL. Oh, For me, it's a tie between Melbourne um, and the Roosters. Yeah. I think yeah, I would agree. That race. Um, so now that I, we've done our regular stage predictions, I've also asked you guys to come up with a prediction for the Dahlia medal. And that's how we're going to finish up this season preview. What about, what about grand so final as well? We're doing that? Be... Yeah, we'll also do our grand final prediction as well. So my grand final this year will be South Sydney and the Penrith Panthers. Mm. Ooh, I'd like to watch that game. I'd go to that one. But... I, think, I think the Roosters will fall short around prelim final time. I just question whether we can get over the top of Penrith or Souths. Um, Reese, well, what about you? You don't come onto a podcast to play conservative, do you? No, we don't. So my grand final... <laughs> what did you say, say Gold Coast? My grand final is going to be the South Sydney Rabbitohs versus the Sydney yeah. Roosters. Hey, you don't come on podcast. I think, like I said, the Roosters, <laughs> second half of the season, they're going to... They're just going to fire. And they're going to be the form team in the competition. And I love the Raiders, the Storm, the Panthers. But I think if the Roosters are on, especially with Tedesco, Cordner, Kiri, all those guys. Joey Marnie, Morris Brothers. I just don't see – I only see one team beating them, and that's the Rabbitohs. So I think that's going to be my grand final. Sean, to finish off this segment, what do you got? Just going to say, Penrith. Versus the Roosters. That was a great quarter qualifying final match. I know you had me in, they had me in tears being down 28-12. Sorry, 28-10. It was a good comeback by the Roosters to get it close. But could you imagine that game as the grand What we final? saw in the qualifying right. final, if that was the grand final, I think no fan would be disappointed. The field goal, that was the scenes. The absolute scenes. Oh no, 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 no. Watch Luke Curry go. Let's let's play. If Luke Curry kicks that. If he doesn't get that field goal charge down, goes over. It's two points. Oh no! Imagine the grand final being decided by a two-point field goal. That would be poetic. 
The Saints. The Saints. The ladies would be sitting okay. there in his chair with a salt tear running down his cheek. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last point of call. Your Dalian medalist. I'm going to kick this off. He was the Clive Churchill medalist last year. Clutched up at the back. Ryan Pappenhausen. Ooh. I just love the guy. Absolute legend. That 60-meter individual try got to basically seal the grand final. Man, mm. that was impressive. Just the raw speed and athleticism off the mark. I haven't seen it in many plays, mm-hmm. and he's got it. 100%. What I think my Dalian medalist is going to be Latrell Mitchell. Whoa. I think, obviously, we know the potential Latrell has. We know the potential. I think this is the season he puts together. It wouldn't surprise me if he ends up top five in the try-scoring race. It wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. me if he ends up bagging a lot of tries as well this season. I just think he's going to be that guy and develop into basically a not, – not even a budget version. Like, you know, he's basically – if Greg Inglis is a Lamborghini, Latrell Mitchell is a Tesla. He's a Fiat. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I like how you went. Uh, I said Fiat. <laughs> Sean, yeah, I know, what about I like you, my that. friend? Well, I was going to say Latrell. I'm like, I'm still with it. But, you know, I was hoping everyone could have the reaction that they had when Reese mentioned it. But it's not so surprising. I'm, I'm, I'm going Latrell. I think, yeah. They can put it together this year. I agree. But what something is assured of, we are going to have one hell of a rugby league season. Hopefully we can get back to New Zealand and play some games there because I think it would be awesome to have a sellout crowd at Mount Smart. I'd like to thank both of you for coming on the program and to listeners out there, you can screen record it and say we're wrong at the end of the year. But from all of us, bye guys. Goodbye for now. Lulu. Oh